Beating the Bobbias Podcasts. Welcome to Beer Bubble! Hello everybody and welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the number one bubbliest podcast in the world with yes, a special guest is. today, another podcast about beer from Sweden, Victor from Hantverks Bira, yes. so Victor from Craft Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> yeah, actually, introduce yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm Victor from the, the podcast and Instagram account Hantverks Bira. I was trying to find a, a name for this uh, account and podcast without the Swedish letter Ö. And it was Handwerksbira. And I realized afterwards that, okay, it's no Ö, but it's no one uh, outside Sweden understands it anyway. <laughs> so. Well, you're focused on the Swedish scene then. Uh, Victor, well, Victor, you are kind of new to this game. I'm really new to this game. I, I mean, I'm not new to craft beer. But I'm new in the friendly community of craft beer in Sweden. But but also podding society and and like social media in all basically, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. I, I don't actually have a private account in any social media platform. I only have the handbags beer at the Instagram. That's all. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what made you wanna? Or before we start, ask that. We have poured Uppsala Bryggers Arabian Night Coffee Stout, Coffee Stout, and since you said you love Baltic porters, we felt that this was a good thing because yeah. it's dry, full of coffee. Connor uh, and Martin, thank you very much. Connor Martin, uh, cheers, cheers and welcome to cheers. Beer Bubbles. Thank you very much for having me here. So, what made you perfect, start Hunter's Beer? It actually was like uh, I mean I have a, a, a friend. Uh, what's 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 how's how's that pronounced? Uh, my wife's sisters. Husband, uh, wife, sister, brother-in-law, brother-in-law, brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Had to think there for a while. It was no, 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 no. Uh, we have uh, explored uh, craft beer for like 15 years. We uh, often like uh, travel on vacations together, and then we always try to make one or two brewery visits. And then I've been uh, talking to him like for like five, six years. Why can't we do something else with this? Because we do it and. There are so many people here interesting, might be interesting in what we do. But he's, I mean, he's, he's playing on the safe side. He always wants to be like secure, uh, you know, the Swedish Hengstland Livrem. Belt and suspenders. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I got just tired of him and started by my own. So I started with like uh, ordinary blog for uh, GBG Beer Week a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. I talked to Fredrik. Because you're from Gothenburg? I'm from Gothenburg, yes. And I, I reported, reported about the daily, the daily happenings about this uh, Gothenburg beer, beer Week. But then I realized that no one has the time to read the blog anymore. So then I actually got to start my Instagram account. But I, I had it secret for my family members for like a month. <laughs> because <laughs> I've been that negative to, to uh, social media. <laughs> but then uh, one Sunday dinner, I actually told them that... Oh, I'm sorry. I have started one account. I'm now on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. but not as me. I've sold out. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, a lot of my followers, I mean, like 95% don't know my name. My name is Victor, but I'm, I'm yeah. only... No, they uh, do. Yeah. Now they, they do. do. We were talking 
a few months ago when we started to plan this, I yeah. asked you about your name. You didn't yeah. answer me about your name. So I'm like, <laughs> the fuck, what is his name? I don't know. <laughs> so I, I go under Handwerksbeeren. That's, yeah. that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's good enough. But, but, but as, uh, as uh, I guess you uh, have uh, experience as well on festivals and fairs and so, people come knocking on your shoulder and, hi there. And I look like, who's you? Who, <laughs> who, are, who you? are you? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, I, I know you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. This community is one of the nicest communities yeah. in Sweden, in the world, I'd say, because we're all in something that gives joy to people. Mm. What got you into beer in the beginning? It was like to go from macro beer to craft beer was such a, I mean, it was a quick travel, but it was a huge travel at the same time. So. A little Neil, Neil Armstrong moment. <laughs> yeah, one step for one step for, <laughs> for man, but a big leap yeah. for humanity. Yeah? But I mean, to go to have the f- the first beer in the bar like a macro beer, and the second beer like a craft beer. That step is is huge step for you, you like taste buds and your mind. But it's a really short moment in like l- mankind. Mm-hmm. So that got what, what beer was the pivot point? It was uh, Brooklyn East India Pale Ale. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Today, that might be a macro beer as well, <laughs> oh, uh, S- sort of. Well, it's it's brewed at uh, a big uh, yeah. brewery in upstate New York called FX Matt. But still, back then, it was something totally different than yeah. your average lager. It sure okay. was. Yeah. It sure was. And, uh, and that got the, like, the spark for me. And then I just wanted to explore more of uh, how can I find the beers that have this kind of different taste to the ordinary ones of course i have uh, have had like some british uh, ales and uh, in, and also british like strongbow cider and so on before but uh, that didn't get me to, to spark like like this one did but i know you still you still work full-time with not beer absolutely <laughs> you have an ordinary job what gives you the motivation to because you post a lot <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you, I've seen your Instagram and you post a lot and it's a lot, a lot of time consuming going into that. What gives you the motivation to, to keep going and what is the goal of doing this? Yeah, the goal I've tried to spread out for a few uh, people that I met in the recent months. It's like during next year, 2024, I would like to work with beer one day a week to have like uh, some kind of salary for one day a week. But uh, anyway, the motivation is to be like in this kind of community that we sit here together and i I mean this has opened up so many doors i mean i had like a podcast with the the founder of innocent gun Dougal sharp recently and uh, yesterday i was at uh, urre brewfest and uh, interviewed some 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 brewers from uh, switzerland and from slovenia i mean it's it's, you meet so damn lot of nice people and uh, i love it must be a bit like when first I met Steve Grossman from yeah. Sierra Nevada. Oh God, what a I I, I, do, I don't normally get like starstruck, but without Sierra Nevada, we would still be drinking macro lagers in Sweden, yeah. basically, because without Sierra Nevada, the revolution in the U.S. or Sierra Nevada, uh, yeah. Anchor and Brooklyn, uh, and maybe Brooklyn founders. And founders yeah. We uh, but Sierra Nevada was actually the first yeah. proper. American, like, pale ale that turn up at Systemologit. Mm-hmm. And without that, we would, I think we would still be drinking <laughs> just macro lagers. Yeah. 
Uh, and the first time I met Steve, uh, I was a bit weak at the knees because <laughs> uh, that is be a royalty, really. It's like yeah. it's crazy. And now I met him like seven or eight times, and he's always friendly. And yeah. we spoke. Yeah, I met him twice now. First time just for a short while, and then the second time a few weeks ago, we did we get to do an interview with him. And yeah, yeah, up in Stockholm. That man yeah. is just yeah. 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 <laughs> it's amazing, and it, it's it's absolutely awesome. And and these moments are actually what gives this some value basically mm-hmm. it's like it gives you the sense of hey we're doing this together mm-hmm. and it's it's really awesome yeah because i i actually see myself like total nobody and you being this and although i'm getting the opportunity to meet like you guys here and get to sit in your cellar and uh, interview some of the largest brewers in like in the world and that's amazing. It's so damn friendly. It, so it is it's, evidence uh, that this is the nicest fucking business to be. <laughs> I, I normally say that people in this business are a bit askew. They're kind of off-centered. Not really, but, well, kind of crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to be to bring, take all your fucking money, yeah. everything you have, and throw into this black hole, which is, I'm going to start a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- you have to be a bit weird. Every brewery you ask, if, should I do this? Don't. No. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no way. I, d- no I did way. a show once uh, about going from home brewer to starting a, a proper brewery. And I spoke to Richard at Beer Bluteak. Mm-hmm. And I said, what, so what, what should we tell the people? What should we tell them to think about when they start their own brewery? And he's like, don't. <laughs> Short, Because quick. it's <laughs> shit. It's it's mm. hard work. It's twenty four seven work, and you're not sure you're gonna get any money back. Mm-hmm. I I actually managed to stay away from even home brewing so far. I never brewed a beer in my whole life, and f- because I think there are so many guys out there doing this that perfect way. But should we the do a collab way. with the brewery, beer bubbles, hunters yeah, beer, and and a brew? Yeah, a but brewery, then the, do a do a collab beer. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But then the brewery has to, I mean, the, the main uh, the responsibility for it. I, we'll, we'll go there, drink some beer, and watch I, them make yeah, the beer. Yeah, yeah maybe uh, throw in the hops and so on. I, yeah. I, had, I had the same, like, uh, as, as you said, uh, I didn't want to brew because I, I'm leaving the, the brewing to the people that brew. Yeah, and they I, know I like how to do it. it. But I did it. I brewed once okay. so far, and I'm going to do another batch something else home that was kind of nice though ho- home yeah. in your kitchen or yeah I, in my kitchen yeah, yeah. Uh, and there, yeah thank you it was, I actually <laughs> got a very good response for that beer which I'm surprised about but <laughs> I, I'm a I have severe HDHD and I'm an OCD nerd so I clean out my kitchen <laughs> I sanitized everything and I'm like okay step by step it took me like 11 hours and I was <laughs> but the, the, the reason I did it was because I wanted to get a deeper understanding yeah. into the process that, that I, I've seen breweries make the beer I've been told a hundred thousand times how to make the beer well, I'm going to be alone in my kitchen. I actually make the beer. And it gave me a lot of insight to, to what the progress actually is. And then I imagine doing this like 100,000 times bigger. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on that note, should we try the beer that I've actually contributed to? We should. We, we should. should. We and should. before you can open and pour it, because I'm going to ask you a question now. Mm. Uh, uh, yes, want to, uh, to recall to, uh, to what you said. That... Can be might be the only option that I brew a beer mm. to get the better understanding. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> to be, get the better understanding about the challenges that the brewers has, uh, and and also the how can everything around the beer affect and set some traces in in the brew. Mm. So, 
my podcast sidekick, Sidekick U1. He doesn't like to be called Sidekick U1, but he's, he's only there for like uh, 20-25%, so I think I have the veto to call him that. He is a little bit uh, into actually try to brew in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we can have some uh, nice company who would like to give us a home brewing kit and, and, yeah. and try that and, and brand it with Handwerksbyra. <laughs> this has an interesting color. Uh, this is uh, surly, which is the old uh, Gotland word for uh, alambic. Oh, okay. So it's a spontaneously fermented beer from Snausarve mm. on Gotland. Ninan Kalle. Best, you fucking awesome guys. Fucking love you. Nina some Kalle. of the best in the beer business in Sweden. I, some of the nicest. I got some um, plums called Krikon. Like the original stem of what plums is today from a friend of mine called Christopher. But not like uh, red plums. No, like this y- is yellow ones. This, uh, the Krikon are actually blue or, ye- or yellow. Okay. And these were yellow. Uh, they are distinguished by they have a really flat kernel or seed. Uh, seed maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, I got these Krikons. I boiled them down, made a puree, no sugar, just a bit of water and a fruit. Boiled it down and I sent the puree to uh, Snow Server. And they made a lambic. With this puree, and they ended a up lambic style. and uh, lambic. Oh, sorry, uh, surly. Yeah, surly. not lambic. It ended up being like sixty bottles. That's it. Sixty. Yeah. So Ooh. this is one of them, and if you smell it, it's got this tutti frutti uh, mm-hmm. plum feeling to it. It. Uh, I I really love the nose and the flavor of this beer. Mm. But, I mean, uh, Snazarv is uh, really uh, amazing in doing it. I had, had uh, one of the Saison at GSBF, a uh, great Swedish beer festival, and it, it was really amazing. Uh, it was the first beer on that evening, so it was a, like a perfect start. Mm-hmm. And me and Rasmus, uh, we are actually going down this summer. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> but we are going down this summer to make a uh, Flemish red with Salmbär at Snazarv for, for the uh, Beer Bubbles beer. We which have is a beer, be re- beer coming. So it's yep. going to be made l- next summer uh, at Snow Server. So cheers. 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 Nice to be here, guys. Nice to have you. Now, the question I had. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. we, we talk oh. a lot. Sorry. Uh, it's delicious. It is. Because I, I don't like plums at all. I never eat plums. But it doesn't taste like plums. No. Or? But no, <laughs> I, mean, but I mean, yeah. The thing with this beer is uh, I kept the, the seeds in. Because I wanted some of the bitterness from the seeds to go out in the beer. So you have like the dryness, the sourness, but also a bit of bitterness from uh, like bitter almonds. So like that note from the seeds, which actually helps it and makes it lighter as well. Mm? I like it. Mm? Sorry. Sorry Sorry for interrupting. It's time to charm. (laughs) (laughs) We talk a lot about in this podcast or in the business as well. That Gothenburg is the the main town of Sweden, like it, it's the it's the capital of beer when it comes to Sweden. No, no, it's, it's, a, brewery. it's a brewery capital. Brewery capital when it comes mm-hmm. to Sweden, and that Stockholm is the the beer bar capital of Sweden. As I'm from Gothenburg, and I'm sure you've been interested in craft beer for a lot of years. How have you seen the the the, the brewery scene evolve in Gothenburg during the last few years and? What bars is the best ones to go to in Gothenburg? Mm. I mean, you're quite, it's quite seldom that you are t- tourists in your own hometown. So, I mean, uh, I like to explore the places with outside Gothenburg more than inside Gothenburg, actually. I mean, it's, there are quite a few 
great places in Gothenburg I've never visited. It's, it's really, really, really strange. <laughs> but uh, the latest trend is actually that the breweries open up their own pubs and bars instead of uh, they are like like in accurate style. And of course, we have Siegbergs and all started their own bars. Yeah, it's, it's been it's quite a few of them, um, and Vega and so on has mm-hmm. as, as well. And of course, we have like Harket and, and and so on, and all the brewers well, bars. We have Harket, you bastards. <laughs> I'd go there every day yeah. of the week if I had that place up here. Hawket is always Hawket. To me, it's the best beer bar in, in Gothenburg. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great. I mean, there are, of course, quite a lot of others as well. But they always has, Hawket has always taken the, the side of the small craft breweries and, and supported them. And, okay, I can buy a keg or two, just support you. They are really re- rewarded. And, and the brewers... I mean, uh, I had one from, uh, I think it was, I think it's lead shipping, Vigrum Brewer, Bruggeri. It has one, uh, it's got the first keg at Harket like last week. And of course, he got down from the hometown, go to the Harket and buy his own beer at Harket. Of course. As you do. <laughs> As you, maybe. And I also I know that the first time he got it at Systembolaget, he got the Systembolaget, bought his own beer, <laughs> paid for it and got it home just because he could. That is kind of uh, showing you what these brewers are like. They're really yeah. proud of what they do. And when they get recognition, they want to be there. Yeah, they want to be there yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to, uh, to try at least answer your question, I mean, I really like uh, Station Linné or Station Linné at the uh, Linnéplatsen in, in Gothenburg. I think they are great. And they have like a lot of these classic German styles as well. And they used to have like the uh, Oktoberfest weekend or, or week or something like that with the, all the classic styles. Because I also live pretty close so I can have the, my bicycle over there so I can oh, yeah. have a couple of beers <laughs> oh. and then go home. That's perfect. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, uh, if you live close to Linnea Stone, yeah. you got all the best beer bars just at your doorstep, basically. Yeah, more or less. More or less. It's not walking distance, but it's like bicycle distance, at least. Or by tram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but then uh, the, the tram ends up uh, by like a 20-minute walk from my place, so I'd have to walk. Okay. Uh, but, mm. but that always... Uh, like so then you sober up before you get yeah, home. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's a good one to have like a little walk. <laughs> I have to, uh, you should have like a, a, a small uh, pit stop mm. with, with a new beer halfway, but that's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Divided question. The best beer bars, and, and, and I mean, and I, the, I, the brewery scene in Gothenburg, yeah. because they all started about the same time and grew together with the Ululov, Stig Berriets. Uh, I don't know if Spike was in that too. And we, uh, they all grew together. As a beer nerd in Gothenburg, do you see any of that process, or did it did it go by? The, they all started up Ringo and became like the the brewery capital <laughs> of Gothenburg. Did any of that, like for you as a beer nerd, did, did that make you happy, or did that how did that evolve? And I am um, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed to to again say that I'm a really bad tourist in my hometown, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I more mostly visited like like foreign brewers have the mm. tap takeovers in, in Gothenburg instead of visit the uh, the hometown brewers. So in my opinion, the problem that Gothenburg beer bars have is that you can almost only find Gothenburg beers in Gothenburg. So like when you go to a beer bar, it's like mm-hmm. all the Gothenburg beers, and they are great, of course. Mm. But it's really hard to find mm. something else because the beer bars are really focused on just local, the local ones. Mm. But then you have like in Stigbarget that open up Stigbarget's food, yeah, to have mm. their beers in Stockholm area. Mm. Was it like uh, their way of getting their beer up in Stockholm? 
Yes and yeah, no. Yes, yeah. Because uh, the beer bar, uh, Steak by its Foot, doesn't just only hold Steak by its beers. Okay. It also has beers from quite a variety of other yeah. breweries. And they one have of one of my favorite lagers, which is the Rothaus Lager from Tannenseppler uh, from, from Rothaus, uh, which is a fantastic lager. So I, must, I, must, I must interrupt. Last time I had that one, it was on like I got in the little shop at Frankfurt Airport and I got this Rothaus Pils. Mm. Ooh, it was amazing. I, it had it from like that. a small hotel uh, glassware at the hotel room. <laughs> it was amazing. It <laughs> and the thing is, it is, it's so clear. Yeah. You can, you can actually put the glass up to your face and you see straight through straight it. Straight ahead. Yeah. It's the definition of Reinheitsgebot. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, it's, it, it's a beautiful... If you find Tannenzepfle, Rothaus yeah. lager, anywhere, mm. drink it, drink for it. God's sake. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Even in, in in the hotel room, and it's uh, out of a fucking a small <laughs> flo- floor, like floor yeah. rinsing glass. Yeah. The thing floor, is, floor tons glass. <laughs> everybody says like this is never the right time to drink the beer. It's like oh, it's not the right time tonight. It's not the right time tonight. I was referred to the, to the movie Sideways when he drinks his fucking nineteen something fancy wine for several thousand dollars per bottle in a brown paper bag in a restaurant while eating like some fast food. Like, that's the moment he shows to drink this. Like, you can drink it whenever you want to. Like, if you feel like having this beer or this wine, drink it. If you get the feeling, have it. Because saving it and and having it stored for later, as we talked about in in your podcast before, for the Swedish people listening, we're going to be in Hantverksbira as well. So we have an episode there, which is about over an hour, I think. Double whammy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's probably going to be out before hours, though. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And... Because you are quicker on updating your podcast on everything (laughs) than you guys. (laughs) And we talked about aging beer and aged beer. Do you have any experience in drinking aged beers? Is that something you got into yet? I always try to age my own beer at my beer closet (laughs) at home. (laughs) What temperatures do you keep? That's uh, the uh, natural <laughs> temperature. <laughs> I don't have like a, a, a beer I'm fridge. I'm gonna go get something to wipe up. Uh, this. Yeah, we will talk about this. I, <laughs> I actually had. Uh, we bought like uh, this party cooler. I mean, this cylinder uh, fridge. And uh, according to my family, it should be a party cooler, not a beer cooler. Yeah. It's, they're really, really. As soon as I say it's a beer cooler or Ölschil, they say, no, 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 it's a party cooler. You cannot have only for beers. No, no, no. So, <laughs> but of course, it's only beer in it. Yeah. But uh, the beer that I storage is uh, yes, the bottle from from then to then. It's it's no uh, no systematical beer uh, aging. Okay. But uh, have, have I always ever... try to if I get the opportunity to, to to try out like I had today uh, some some aged beer. And but the, I think it's a bit challenging because you want the, like the fresh one aside to see how it's evolved and it changes over the time of course have you ever had the app 12 from san Bernardus? yes uh, but not that old one no so you've had uh, you 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 were i I noticed you like leading into this (laughs) yep because so yeah i'm I'm building the i'm building this (laughs) so we're gonna try san Bernardus app 12 from 2016 now and it's good that you have had it before so you Mm -hmm. know what it tastes like fresh so we're going to have it. It is, uh, what is it, nine years old, uh, going to ten. So something will have happened. And I'm looking forward to you trying it. So I'm seven years it. old. But how do you but think uh, that Rasmus does not really, he's not really able to count no, anything. Seven. But, uh, no. seven years old. And I'm a few beers. As you see in the video, we're <laughs> a few beers in now. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you think that will taste when you have like the little acidity in, in your throat from this one? 
really good because this is a real good palate cleanser. Uh, and after the other ones, I think this is because this is one of my absolute favorite Belgian quadruples yeah. ever. Or no, sorry, this is my favorite mm -hmm. quadruple. I remember we're going back to Bruskeville again. Rasmus, when we went down, actually bought two Magnum bottles yep. of this on oh, the way I, I on the way down. <laughs> I heard it before. on the way down, and it comes to <laughs> it me. Lovely. Saturday night, I'm having a beer at a bar after everything is done. We've been to the festival. I've had, I've been down to Pub Nessie, mm. one of the favorite pubs in uh, in Helsingborg. And I'm in another pub having a beer, and he comes in and says, "Have you got the car key?" <laughs> Shit face. When somebody drunk asks you about the car keys, yeah. say, say no. <laughs> have, you got the car, have you got the car key? Yeah, I do. Do you have the key to the garage? Yeah, sure. Oh, give him to me. <laughs> and he went down to the garage, got one of the balls out of the boot, uh, and they sat with 7-Eleven cups, drinking Magnum bottle of St. Bernard's Up 12, and also gin and juice. Hey, gin and the Pips Blow. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sacrilege. It but was, but it, was, uh, it was the moment to drink it. It was great. It was a lot of great breweries. No, no, I lost my question. <laughs> again. <laughs> should we say cheers then again? Uh, we should okay. say cheers. Cheers, guys. It's quite like... It's like drinking <sighs> liquid dates. Yeah, it's... It's, it's uh, super dry. It, it's lost lots of its sweetness. Yeah. But it just builds into the flavors inside to me. Yeah, the, the dry fruit keeps longer. And what I was going to say about this one is that, you know, the Westvilleten, which you've had before. Yeah. It's based on... Yeah, I've read that. and But I think that... I don't know the, the age of that Westleten that I had. Mm -hmm. I only had it once. And uh, very late in the evening. <laughs> Maybe all uh, early in the morning. <laughs> but I, what I can recall was that that was a little bit sweeter mm -hmm. than this one. So maybe it was like younger. But Probably. Or also, if uh, every, every year could be the, the different. Mm -hmm. So if you had a San Pernadus from 2014, five years old, it could be different from the one from yeah. 2015, five years old. Yeah. So uh, every batch is different like the fun thing about this label is that one in every thousand bottles the monk actually winks <laughs> so if you buy a bottle of uh sunburns up if you have enough of them you'll have a bottle with a uh, with a monk that goes <laughs> 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 that's really amazing that's great so uh i have to uh, g give you a question as well uh, okay, i mean yeah. it's a, like a visitor's uh, question if I should only buy one beer to store in my beer closet, because I only have a beer closet, not a beer cellar that you have, guys. <laughs> what type of beer? No, what, what beer? Not what type I mean, of beer. I've got to ask you first. Are we going sour or are we going strong black? S strong sweet? black, yeah. Not sour. To, to, to survive in that temperature as well, not to, to get damaged by not having the 13 degrees yeah. Celsius. It's kind of difficult because it's way easy. Okay, <laughs> what's your, what's your so easy? What's your Kagen Sommar Porter? Oh yeah, that's that's true. The Kagen, yeah. Kagen Sommar Porter. That is true. Double that's oaked, because mm -hmm. I think that is the best Kagen. Mm -hmm. I know they've been like first on rate beer mm -hmm. for years and years, hundred out of a hundred, but Kagen Sommar Porter double oaked is the best Kagen I've tried in my life. And I will bet my left testicle <laughs> that this is going to be the best maturable beer ever made. Mm. Even in a closet. 
even in a closet. <laughs> the darker, the stronger the beer is, yeah. it will survive more. And I've actually yeah, had a old Rasputin uh, from North Coast that's mm-hmm. been standing on a v- windowsill in the light after five years, and it was amazing. Yeah. So they're like dark bottle, small bottle. So, so to answer yeah. that, really question, small. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, to to or to evolve on that question, mm-hmm. storing something if you don't have the perfect temperatures, like dark, strong stouts and porters would probably survive better. Yeah. That rather than anything else, like if you had an imperial brown ale, would probably Maybe wouldn't survive. Barley's, but hey. yeah, but something that really complex, strong in alcohol and dark, and as long as it's not like you, you still have the UV lights out because yeah, 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 of course, yes, in so, the closet. So that would s- survive the temperatures, I think. Yeah, and as long I, I as it's, it's like a lab temperature, no problem yeah. with temperature as well. As long as you keep it between like it doesn't fluctuate like no, no, five no. ten degrees up and down all the time. Mm. Steady temperature, yeah. dark, kagen, any day of the week, so, to me at least. And then, then I would like actually to buy like the box of them and then buy like a new every year to just try out how it evolves. That's the problem. That's the they, problem. They make yeah. it That's new every year. Yeah. Oh, so what would do? So then, then it would like be Chimay, mm. as I see over there. Oh, yeah, Chimay yeah, blue. Oh, Chimay blue. Yeah, Chimay yeah. blue would work because yeah, uh, they make similar recipe all the time. Rock for ten. Well, this one. Ten. Sangpanabus of twelve. Yeah, but I ask for one. <laughs> okay, then the app twelve. The app twelve. App twelve. App twelve. I'd probably go for an imperial stout of some kind. Ale Smith Speed Race Stout. Oh, that's delicious. Speed Race Stout. Yeah. Ale Smith Speed Race Stout. But there are quite uh, different kinds of editions of. Just a regular yeah, yeah, speed okay. waste out. Yeah. Keep that, try it every year, keep another bottle and try them against each other after 10 years. Mm. The great one. Mm. That's a great one. Yeah. Really great one. I'll do it. And a fantastic brewery. Yeah, and yeah we, Smith is really nice. Yeah. I know you have company waiting for you, so we're going to wrap we, we, this we say, podcast he, he up. He told him he was going to be up in half an hour. We've been... We've been doing half an hour plus three minutes. So. And that was 15 minutes before <laughs> I'm, I'm, we actually I'm said. I'm thinking I'm actually inviting them down <laughs> instead. We're going to finish up and you're going to ask the final question. The final question. The hardest question in Beer Bubble. So if you have listened to the podcast, you know what the question is. If you haven't, you're getting it now. You're about to, about to die right now. Straight away. Yeah. You can have one more beer. Whatever you want. What are you having? But it's only one. It's one. only one. I'm not sure it's still produced because I don't know. It doesn't matter. You can have anything you want. Because it's, it's, the, it's a, the brewery from, from Åland called, I think it was Stallhagen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's Stallhagen Baltic Porter. Oh, it is. Oh, is nice. Delicious. Oh. That is delicious. I, have, I, didn't ha- I haven't got it for years, but now it's, I think I love it. And the fun mm. thing is, uh, last week we did an interview with one of the founders of Stallhagen. Hey, you did. Jonas. Yeah, Jonas ah, from Pils with uh, New was one yeah, of the guys. Yeah, he was one of the founders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and he was are, here doing a tasting on the yeah. last Wednesday. So yeah, yeah, they they are celebrating 15 years this this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And one one of the uh, well this week. Yeah, this week. And yeah, a yeah. Part of that was being here on Wednesday doing ah, a Belgian tasting. Great. So, yeah. I I really love that Baltic porter. Yeah. I think it was yeah. that one who really got me into the Baltic Porter for real. Mm. Same for me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they have, s- <laughs> it's so much, so sl- and you have so mm. slightly smokiness in it, yeah. and uh, you have so much taste. It's a delicious it's, Baltic it's Porter. Incredible. It is. In- incredible. I've had it earlier at the first time, you I'm know. I'm sorry, guys, but to me, there's only one Baltic Porter. Uh, which one is that? Kanegi. 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 Kanegi Porter is the 
is o- it's OG Baltic is Porter. Is it still? It is Baltic Porter. Still. Oh, okay. It's but col- it, it, it's cold fermented. Is it so still that quality? Uh, it was before because I heard different opportun- uh, sorry opinions. I, if you can get it on top. Okay. <laughs> Angels sing. <laughs> the bottles stay good because we have a couple of bottles laying around here as well. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, Victor, for Victor. being here. Cheers. Cheers. And whatever, whatever you, you do, do, guys, drink, drink better, better beer. beer. We bring the Bobbiest Podcasts. Welcome to Beer Bubble!